0: Welcome into this fourth quarter edition of the Warchant Game Day postgame call College show, brewed up by our friends at Deluna Coffee, alongside Gene Williams, the founder and administrator of Warchant.com. My name is Tom Lang, and I'm going to slide a little bit to my right, Gene, because this is going to be a fireside chat. I think that's uh, what we're about to have.
1: We, we need some. Could, you got some hot cocoa there, maybe a little spike cocoa?
0: Uh, I could do the spike cocoa with the uh, DeLuna coffee, hot chocolate yes. head to DelunaCoffee.com today, or to your local Publix anywhere West of I-4 or East of the Florida and Alabama border for your DeLuna coffee needs today. Uh, Gene, this is uh, a, a night where yes, whatever it is, however you cope, it could be a fireplace. It could be a bottle of lovely scotch. It could be a long walk. I don't know what it is, but there'll be some coping going on for, um, A predictable result, Gene, as we found out more and more players were going to be opting out, even as we were approaching kickoff on the pregame show, Braden Fisk was announced out of this game, Josh Farmer, Tatum Bethune. Uh, It is as ugly as we feared it would be, uh, but it is not the same thing as the 13-game season that Florida State had played in 2023. We knew, as we did the live stream, Gene, about 27 days ago, that the season ended that day. This is something else. And that's what we're wrapping up here, which is uh, something else it has nothing to do with that 2023 season that was so special.
1: Yeah, this this isn't the same team. Uh, it's not the same season. Um, I mean, I, I see a lot of people upset. You know, oh, this the team's giving up. Mike Norvell, blah blah blah. Come on, guys. I mean, if, if you if this team didn't prove what it had for 13 games, the fight in them, what this coaching staff did. Come on, man. This is this is the JV team. George is beating up on the JV team. Good for them. Uh, you know, as you said, not only do you have all the the main guys opting out, and then to have guys, it's bad enough to lose all these players. Well, then you get to prepare for the backups to play. Well, a lot of these guys opting out, like a Tate Rodemaker, I mean, a week before the game, and then having other key starters opt out literally minutes before kickoff. I, I, whatever. We we don't know all the circumstances behind it. I, I blame a little bit of it because you could have done this to me. You could have done this sooner. I don't know why you would practice the entire time and then opt out right before the game. Maybe Mike Novell knew this was going to happen. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Um. But, you know, look, it's, this is just, it's for, it was an exhibition game, Florida state, second and third stringers were out there and they got beat up by a really good team, a team that might I honestly be, if we're going to go by what the ESPN standards are or college football committee, the best four teams in the nation. I think if you put, I mean, i want to ask you this, Tom, if you put the odds out, if Vegas put the odds out, if you put Georgia in that top four teams, they probably would have been favored to win the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're theoretically going against probably the best team in the country with, you know, your second and third stringers. I don't know. This is, this is not an indictment. I want people to get straight. I know they're mad. It's not an indictment on Florida state. This is an indictment of college football. This is, this is what we're seeing is what the iteration of what's going on with college football. the, with all the money going around and ESPN controlling everything that goes on now, this is the result. This is what you get. This is the bad side of it. And it's ugly. And it's unfortunate Florida State had to be on the, the wrong end of this thing. But, you know, it is what it is. This doesn't reflect 2023, and it doesn't reflect 2024. It It really means nothing.
0: Yeah, this is a, a situation where I think, Gene, if if the principal players that put Florida State in the position that they were were so, like redshirt freshmen and sophomores, you'd see a lot more players participating in this game. Like Georgia has some younger players that played throughout, um, you know, until they brought the backups in. But Florida State was comprised of NFL-bound dudes and seniors and one-and-done type transfers. And this is the the perfect storm for having under 55 players, under 55 scholarship players, yeah. Available for this game, 13 of your 21 starters or excuse me, 22 uh, were not available in this game for various reasons. Most of them just opting out and then some of your top rotational pieces on top of the 22 starters. On uh, top of the
1: injuries, and I think then you have like four players, but I think you had uh, Portier, Cypress, uh, Washington, and I think Scott all went out at some point in the first half too. So, I mean, he had four other starters go out too on top of all the injuries and all the opt-outs and all the NFL and all the transfer portal. I mean, we've never seen anything like this in the history of college football.
0: So all of these situations teach you something, and for me, I mean, what we knew, Gene, is that through the retention from the collective, the battle's end this past year, Florida State had built a top line, if you're just going starter one through starter 22, of a roster that was capable of going to the playoff, and I believe firmly winning a national championship. They were capable of doing all of those things with their starters one through 22, and they did have some depth beyond those 22 that were capable of playing at this level. And some of those players were on the field today in Miami gardens, but what they didn't have and what they do not yet have and what we are learning today. And what we, Gene, I think you, you knew it. I think I knew it when you're talking about replenishment from the high school ranks and the consistency of being a power program of that top four and top five level, you need high school to help push you over the top and to create that consistency. The portal can do what it did for Florida state and put you in a position where you're rightfully in the top four in this country. After 13 games are played only the invitational committee didn't allow you to finish that job, but this is the gap. What you're seeing now is the definition of the gap between a program like Georgia and a program like Florida state. And that is the depth. And that's what's next for Florida state is you, you need to replace your top line talent gene, because so much of this is leaving and has already left and wasn't participating in today's game. But we've got to get better at being a little bit more robust through the high school ranks. And, and this class was a good start, but they've got to get more robust in the trenches as well. You could just see it. There, there weren't enough horses yeah. for Florida State. And there wasn't enough development from those horses down the rungs as freshmen and, and redshirt freshmen for Florida State either.
1: Yeah, that that's a really good point, Tom, because what, one of the things that allowed you to go from being a joke of college football a couple of years ago to being at the pinnacle – of the sport is that transfer portal, and to get those guys and all those business you needed players. You brought it. You bring in transfers. You bring in the Keon Colemans and the the Braden Fists and uh, Jared Verse and all these guys who were elite players at needed positions, and suddenly you elevated yourself all over the board. But the downside of that is you lose that depth, and these guys who are a lot of them are NFL type prospects in a what is a meaningless game after they did everything they did and they were told it didn't matter, and now you're playing in a meaningless bowl game, you know, they got futures to think of, you know, it's understandable. Um, so, yeah, from that perspective, that that is the missing piece. And we knew Florida State is not on a program level at Georgia's level. We all knew that going in. Uh, Georgia's been doing this for years and years, stockpiling five stars, second, third stringers uh, uh, like crazy. Plus, you know, let's throw in the fact they have all that SEC money f- flowing into them to help – the coaches, the NIL programs, the facilities, I mean, everything else is in place for them. So, yeah, Florida State took a little bit of a shortcut. Now we're seeing when you take that shortcut, when you go against a team like this, what what's going to happen yeah. when you're shorthanded. So, yeah, again, completely understandable what happened. Not an indictment on Florida State. It is an indictment of the current state of college football, and unfortunately, ESPN is, is running the ship right now.
0: Yeah, so once again, you know, to recap it, Florida State built an elite team, a championship-worthy team this year. But in order to be an elite program, the sustainability thing that, that you're you're seeing there's a gap today is something that Florida State needs to still aspire for and, and achieve. And they've got the collective game to do it. Gene, uh, I want to see if, if Mike Norvell makes any changes to maybe some position coaches in the offseason. I will say, and you'll find, Gene, uh, I think we, we've had some real uh, – Really awesome post game shows this year that are littered and lined with emotion, you know, good and bad. The reaction show from the playoff committee. I'm going to be pretty kind of calm today because this is as expected. Yeah. Um, I know it's a doom and gloom expectation to to say that four State's going to get blown out, but this kind of played out the way I expected it to play out. But also, what happened is you proved, and we knew this, Gene. We've talked about it on every post game show. You're not deep at linebacker, and and it's poor. The linebacker play is poor. There aren't solutions. You need to dip into the portal to go get some more players. But how is it that at Florida State you don't have more than one player who's capable on that field today of reading keys and being in the right gaps? And, and I don't think Kalen Deloach, even his heart was in it. I, I don't think his heart was in it at all on that field today, Gene. But that is a position that I'm looking at across all the segment groups and linebacker is just the most glaring thing of things that Florida state does not have. And that has to get immediately better. It has to be addressed.
1: It's funny you brought that up. And one thing I took from this game is just like, how how often did the linebacker not line up in the right position? I mean, it's right. just that. And and you see George. how does Georgia just keep, he goes around the defensive end and there's nobody there time. And they're running 10, 15, 20 yards a pop every time there's nobody there. And that's all about linebacker fits and gaps and everything else. And, Yeah, that's one of the ones, Tom, you got to wonder. I know, again, we're going to name names here. I mean, Randy Shannon has done some positive things, I think, for this program. But you wonder on the recruiting end of things, it doesn't seem like they have the talent outside of Nicholson, who came in, who was a good recruit. I mean, the last few years, who have they brought in outside of the portal? And they brought a couple, you know, Bethune was a nice portal addition a couple of years ago, but Really, there hasn't been a whole lot there. So I don't know. You talk about positions. Maybe that's one of the coaches you need to look at a little bit there. We, something needs to happen because it's not like they blew that up either in the last recruiting class either. Meanwhile, you're seeing Florida, who's a crap program, whose coach is going to be fired after this year, but yet they're signing five-star linebackers all over the place. It doesn't it doesn't add up. Right. You need that. That is, what I would say, if there's the weakest position that needs to get fixed, and, and that has to land on the position coach unless Norvell is seeing something I'm not seeing then yep. yeah I think that's something you need to look at very hard in this offseason
0: he's going to tell you the value of Randy Shannon this offseason whether he's retained or not and Mike Norvell's vote is the most important and ours doesn't count one bit and that's fine but all I think Gene we can both agree that man it looks like beyond the guys that we had that were you know big time rotational pieces this year in Deloach, Bethune and then DJ Lundy who's taken off and since gone to Colorado And even DJ Lenny wasn't that great. Uh, it looks like a lot of these guys haven't played before. And some of them are younger, but, I mean, they, they got uh, exposed a little bit today. I, I do want to pivot, though, Gene, to a brighter spot. And I know in the second half there was a kind of a frustration interception. Uh, but I thought Brock Glenn looked quite solid today. A lot better than he did in the ACC championship yeah. game. He, Gene, uh, I think he's got the internal clock down a little bit better after his first start against Louisville. He bailed out of the pocket when there was trouble. He showed off a gun for an arm that we didn't really see in Charlotte at all. A couple of drops, a couple of miscommunications, things to be uh, assumed that are going to happen for a freshman quarterback. But if, if you're assessing Brock Glenn through two starts, the first one you say, oh boy, it, what, what do we have here? And then I think after today and today's performance against that Georgia defense, I feel a lot better about what Brock is going to be in the years to come. Does that mean that he has to be the starter next year? I don't know, Gene, but I feel a lot better about what Brock Glenn Glenn brings to the table after watching the performance today.
1: And this was the Brock Glenn we saw in practice. I think this is the Brock Glenn we kind of expected to see when he went out there. And I think this is the the only, at least, I didn't hear the entire broadcast because at some points I just had to put mute and not listen to these clowns. Uh, But uh, I would say Jesse Palmer made one good point about this. And he said, look, they really thought that tate rodemaker was going to be the starter that week you know in the acc everybody thought he was going to get cleared he didn't have really time to prepare and take the reps of the first team so you need to point out you're seeing now that he's had at least a few practices to take the reps and he sees more comfortable he knows what he's doing um yes you're absolutely right because that was not a way to judge him was that acc championship game based on those circumstances and the fact Um, I think you guys point out in the pregame shows, I mean, here's a guy that missed, what, six weeks or whatever it was with an injury. He's not even like a true freshman. He's even before that at that point because he missed most of the practice, key practices he would have had coming back from an injury. So, no, this was very good to see. He was making good decisions. You saw a nice touch on the ball. Um, I mean, that long throw he had down there, to get him down to what the four-yard line, you're hoping they'd punch it in. They didn't on that one. I mean, they had to review the long one to, uh, uh, who was the one on uh, the Destin. sidelines at Dustin Hill? Yeah. I thought that was, but yeah, he did lose control of that going on. I mean, the ball was put absolutely perfectly there. So, you know, you saw that and You go, look, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be DJ. It's going to be cam. One of those guys is probably transferring in, but you like the fact he is probably going to be your key backup. And then maybe in 2020, you know, five, he's the guy that pushes for that starting job. But it it warms your heart a little bit to see okay this is a competent quarterback this is a guy that has some skills he just gets some more reps he gets some more practice some maturity he could be a pretty good darn quarterback
0: got a couple of people we need to thank in the Garnet and Gold viewer chat remember head to garnetandgold.com for all of your needs today florida state needs it's winter time we just had a special at warchant.com for members uh with uh was it the sweaters gene officially or was it uh, sweatshirts uh, sweatshirts it was sweatshirts that's right just after the blanket sale so uh, it is winter time. Get your uh, winter knoll gear. I need it up here more than more than most. If no you like that. me up, at Warchant North, uh, yeah, get something like this. This uh, zip-up from uh, Garnet and Gold is uh, layered thermally and uh, keeps me nice and warm in the northern cold. Joshua, thank you very much. The 2023 team went 13-0. and 0. Very proud of all the players and coaches. I do not blame the players for opting out. Like Tom said, this was a perfect storm of circumstances on the bright side Rock showed some promise tonight. Agreed on all fronts, Joshua. Joshua,
1: you nailed it. Yep.
0: And the thing is, salute all those kids that played out there tonight. Even wh- even though they weren't good enough, they suited up. They put on the pads. They put on the helmet. They cared to be there, whether or not it was uh, successful. And it largely wasn't. Those kids deserve <laughs> your the pride of being a, a yep. Seminole. You know, uh, Z Chan. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness wow. gracious! The official DMD of Warchan TV. Here's to 2024. Go Knowles. Got to keep recruiting to get on that level, George's level. Thank you, WarChan, for a great year. Z-Chan, a pillar is, is uh, only beginning to describe uh, your your presence here on the channel. We enjoy seeing you at all of the events as well. I know the, uh, the Z-Chan family will be at WarChan events to come uh, next year in 2024, so we salute you and we thank you very much. Uh, Gene, before we go to the phone lines and we'll put up the phone number now, let's put up the phone number, Director Ben. This will be one of the more abridged versions of the WarChan Game Day Post Game show brewed up by our friends after doing a coffee. There's the number, 850-805-5911. I do think, Gene, for those of you that are say out there saying, when is the bad news going to stop? You're going to have to put up with it for another two to three days. Yeah. I think a lot of the players that decided to go play this game down in Miami Gardens that are thinking about, should I leave or should I stay, are going to be making those decisions, Gene, because there's a deadline. If you want to leave, I believe it's the 3rd? If it's not, it's it's a couple days sooner than that. I know it's
1: yeah. I know it's different for. I think the play is it the playoff teams, or I know some others yeah. get some extensions on that. But yeah, I think it's definitely coming up. I think next week.
0: It's coming up next week. So there, I would assume, Gene personally, this is not insider information. This is just reading tea leaves. I would think there are going to be some entries into the portal over the next couple of days, and there's going to be some serious roster shuffling. Florida State has to get some yeses from maybe a quarterback, maybe a couple of other key players. Uh, this is going to be kind of in the middle and limbo for about a week. And then we're going to start to get some answers as to who's riding with Florida state mm-hmm. in 2024, Gene, but that's why they want to stay tuned to warchant.com because there's more developments to come. Things that matter, you know, in terms of generating wins and losses and yeah. game. The game that- has
1: gone final, by the way, if you weren't aware So 63 to three was a the final. They did not. Un- I showed Joe Tessitore and going to be very upset. They didn't hit 70. He seemed very excited at the prospect <laughs> of Georgia hitting 70. Sorry, Joe. You missed out. Screw you. Have a nice horrible flight back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, sixty-three-three final here.
0: So there's your it, was this
1: as bad as the Clemson West Virginia one? Was it was the score wider in that one? Uh, I thought they I thought West Virginia hit seventy on them, didn't they? Someone, seventy someone to in thirty-three
0: the though. Seven, yes, they did, but thirty-three is what. Okay, Clemson well they hit
1: seventy, to. so FSU at least didn't give up as many points <laughs> as old uh, Kevin Steele did as the defensive coordinator for Clemson that year.
0: That is correct. To the 1,000-plus view that are rolling in now, the game is over. We've been going for about 20 minutes here on the War Chant Game Day Game call-in show, brewed up by our friends at DeLuna Coffee. Head to DeLunaCoffee.com today. The phone lines are open. We're taking five. I see two of you in the queue right now. So there are going to be three more spots here. Call-in numbers underneath 850-805-5911. This uh, exhibition on an island is over. Florida State loses 63-3. to the record books will say they're thirteen and one. Noel fans know this is a thirteen nope. and zero season with an exhibition. They need that- to put a
1: banner up and doke. I've yep. said this time and time again: a banner up, doke. It says unconquered, thirteen and zero, ACC champs. Put that up there. I mean that—that's how you properly recognize this team. You, you ignore this game.
0: Yep, you choose to embrace the amazing season that was, Gene, and and my favorite post game show we've ever done was just under a month ago. It was that ACC championship postgame because of the heart that mm-hmm. defense showed when they knew they needed to be nothing short of dominant, and they were, which was an extension of what this offense has done in portions of this season. A special team showed up, a couple of big plays over the year, like a Ryan Fitzgerald kick at Clemson or a kick return for a touchdown by Deuce span. Like Little moments like that. That's what we're going to choose to remember. Today feels tougher than we're going to remember it. Uh, a year from now, two years from now, this was a special season that just it ended today. It ended today. This was the final game of that season. We now go to the three five two. I don't have uh, your information, but if you're in the three five two, you're on the War Chant Game Day Post Game Call and Show. Go ahead. Who are we speaking with?
2: Hey, my name is Jim. Uh, sorry, I don't really have a, a whole lot of comments or anything to make. I uh, just wanted to say uh, piss on ESPN eternally. Uh, I, I, hope Disney loses their ass with that network. And if it's sold to Google, or I'm sorry, if it's sold to Apple, then, uh, that absolutely guarantees that
0: I'll be a PC owner for the rest of my life. Thanks. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> we appreciate it. So, uh, Jim is calling for, uh, you know, uh, corporate level boycotts. Uh, it, um. If it wasn't ESPN, it was the committee itself, uh, one or the other. So and uh, One and the same, Tom. We all know that. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. I put that on a T. I knew you'd slam it. Uh, all right, to the 808. We go to the 808. Who are we speaking with on the post-game call show? Go ahead, caller. Aloha. How's oh, it? Ah, Ralph. It's Ralph
3: Spartanol. Go ahead. How are you doing? Um, I, I am going to try to stay composed uh i've been drinking quite a bit and uh i i i just want to first of all i want to congratulate georgia you did absolutely nothing wrong today you did what you were supposed to do for your fans congratulations to georgia i would like to think that i can have a a a small ounce of reasonableness in my body at this moment and at least acknowledge georgia I don't understand throwing for a touchdown when you're up by 56, but maybe I'm just old school with a little bit of honor. Uh, what I would like to say is uh, the big congratulations. Uh, well, first of all, Florida State, y- you had a great season. I love you guys. I believe garden and gold to the day I die. But I really want to congratulate ESPN today because you got what you fucking wanted. You got to embarrass us on national TV with 27 opt-outs. So congratulations, ESPN. You really got what you
2: damn wanted.
3: Aloha, guys. I love you. I'll see you all in
0: Ireland. That sounds good. Aloha, Ralph. In Ireland, that's right. SeminolesToIreland.com. SeminolesToIreland.com. There are great packages still available. In fact, also, Gene, there's a package in which Bjorn Werner is going to be a uh, man of the hour at a uh, exclusive tailgate. So head to SeminolesToIreland.com. We will be a part of the same tailgate. And uh, I believe Jeff and Von Stryker will meet on, on a broadcast oh, right. near you. So head to Ireland.com for more information there. Ralph, happy New Year to you, first of all. Happy New Year to you. I know he'll be, uh, he'll be celebrating the New Year about uh, seven hours later than we will here on the East Coast. Uh, but thank you to Spartan Noel for all of his calls. And uh, Gene, would you care to echo his sentiment about <laughs> the network or uh, any comment there?
1: It seems like a lot of people that aren't a big fan of the rat down in Orlando. Mm-hmm. uh tonight, but no, I mean, that's, that's what you get. I mean, I guess he's right. I mean, I hope they have horrible ratings for this because number one screw ESPN number two, I don't want anybody else seeing that game and yeah. re- thinking that reflects on Florida state at all. So, I mean, I get the frustration of FSU fans. We're right there with you. It, it, I guess what makes it so bad, is just because how special this team was and how special this season was. And you hate the fact that it, it does, Perception-wise, it doesn't, in my mind, tarnish it. But I think there's going to be some national perception that yeah. somehow it tarnishes. Now, I'll be interested to see, Tom, who in the national media tries to run the narrative of, oh, this shows they shouldn't have been in the playoffs, which we all know is complete crap because uh, yeah. it's not the same. It's the JV team uh, that Georgia beat up on today. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how that plays out. But no, it has no reflection on the this team or the twenty how special the season was.
0: I totally agree. And, and this is something I said on uh, the JCS uh, that you can catch here on Warchant TV uh, weekdays, one o'clock weekdays, one o'clock live on Warchant TV. Uh, but I'm not generally a fan of isolationism, Gene. I think it's bad policy. But in, in this case, in this case, in this sport, in this moment for Florida State, just going into a tunnel. And, and being yeah, about yeah. Florida State and Florida State only for a little while, I think, is the best course of action because you're, you're catching it from all sides. Part of it is the playoff committee stuff where you're correct, Gene. People are going to tell on themselves whether or not they are genuine reporters or if they, they have angles and, and they're not speaking from a place of honesty and integrity. They're going to tell on themselves in the next 24 hours and take the pot shots if they want to. Then you're going to catch it from people who feel. Like They need to clutch their pearls because Florida State wants to leave the ACC and better their economic future, which is also something we're going to be covering in droves here at Warchant.com oh, yeah. and WarChant TV over the next year. So you're going to be catching it from all sides unless you just say, you know what, that's all noise. The Internet's kind of fake anyway in terms of social media. I know what my knowles did this season, and I can't wait to see what they do in 2024. I think if there's a resolution I can suggest out there for everybody, that would be it. You know what this team did. We know what this team was capable of. They could have won a national title, even Gene with their backup quarterback, if the committee just had the spine to put them in the field of four.
1: Tom, being the psychologist, look at that, to Seminole Nation, calming everybody down and taking it from the right perspective. I, I, that's a great point, Tom. Just – uh Revel in the, what FSU accomplished this season, being champs, beating your rivals, winning a conference championship, being undefeated. What is that? What do we count? Is that six, five or six undefeated seasons? Yeah. And then that's Florida, correct. regular seasons, and Florida has still has none. So that is that, correct. That's just awesome. To think and about always that. remind that's...
0: them about that. Always remind yeah. them yeah, about it's... that when, when they get a little snippy. And and you it's just, there's going to be a lot of noise and none of it matters, folks. It really, it really doesn't. This yeah. team did something special this year. And I hope, uh, in a very near date, they are celebrated here in Tallahassee yes. in some official form because Definitely. they should be. They should be. It's been a hell of a year. Uh, Another thank you to offer out to Yuckmouth, always usually late in the game during the live uh, shows. Thank you very much, Yuckmouth. Norvell is ahead of schedule with this program. I don't think anyone expected a perfect season this year. Looking forward to 2024, we'll always remember the 23 team. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. It's a good take. Mm-hmm. It's just what's next and what you saw today. I don't think it's unreasonable to say, Gene, that they need to improve in some areas. And one of those is replenishing the talent through the high school ranks so that a day like today or a situation like today ain't 63 to three. You know, it's we're more competitive player for player. That's what's next. And that's what we'll be documenting here on warchant.com. So we go back to the phone lines to the 620. I believe this is Eric I'm speaking to. Go ahead. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, uh, this is Eric from Kansas. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing well, hey, Eric. Eric. How, are How are you doing? Happy New Year to you. Hey, you as
3: well. I, you know, uh, been a fan since 86. Uh, still a fan today. Still a fan tomorrow. And I uh, love what you guys are saying, Tom. I agree with your psychology uh, uh, spin there. I, I just look forward to seeing what we do in the transfer portal. we got uh, We got to get stronger on the lines. And uh, we've got to figure out the quarterback situation. I like Brock. Uh, I don't know what's going on with DJU or not, but uh, just looking forward to seeing what the Knolls do in the next few weeks. And then spring ball will be upon
1: us. So forever a no, Go Knolls forever.
0: There you go. It's a great call. Thank you, Eric. All Happy right. New Year to Some you. Positivity
1: from Eric. Thank you, buddy.
0: Callers never cease to amaze, Gene. They're mostly level-headed, and you, you know, should we're-
1: bring me up. You know, that's the thing. We haven't had it. We had to play one of these with FSU's loss in a while, Tom. This is an odd feeling for us. It's been. When was the last time we did wow. a game where they lost? Well, this was is it. Was time? it NC State? Was that the last one? And twenty
0: twenty-two. It might have been Clemson, but either way, Gene, this is the first time was in twenty. That maybe
1: it was. Yeah. First
0: time in twenty post-game shows. Wow, that, that we're talking about a loss, and again. This one, it, I'm not, this doesn't sting a, the way the loss is, sort Yeah, of. this is, it is what it is. It, it's it's this extra game. Now, where it is meaningful, Gene, is for a kid like Brock Glenn or even a Destin Hill or a Hakeem Williams or Keziah Holmes or some of those players in the secondary for Florida State, the young players, this is meaningful to them because it gives them the experience. They now understand what the pinnacle of the speed of the game is by taking on Georgia. Mm. That's where there is meaning for today. But if you're talking about record books, it doesn't mean anything. So this yeah. is just about the experiences some of these young players can take. Lumps is what they took, but it it, it it's going to help Florida State moving forward that those kids were out there and able to play for 60 minutes today.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, it is. I guess it's that's the thing you got to look at this again from a positive perspective. It was a learning experience for a lot of the young guys. Got meaningful reps against elite competition. Yeah. Uh, so they really get a reflection of what the game is. You can say what you want about practice reps. It's not the same as being out there in a real game like this against elite competition. So, you know, move on. Uh, we've got the uh, the transfer portal and then you've got uh spring practice coming up. Oh, We got, I guess, the, uh, the offseason conditioning will come up then before we know it. And then spring practice.
0: It'll be very interesting to see what this roster looks like, say, on January the 30th. I'm I'm really fascinated to know what, what it's going to look like because there are yeah, going to yeah. be a lot of twists and turns. And it starts with the next couple of days to see who wants to be a part of Florida State's program in 2024. I think there are some players that were on the field today that are going to say, mm, I'm OK, I'm done. I, I want to go somewhere else. And we'll see who those are. We're going to figure it out over the next couple of days. Uh, you know what, Gene? It, it is the holiday season. We've got four people in the hopper. So let's let's clear these uh, these four yep. people who are waiting. And so if you're on no, hold right a, now. you snuck
1: an extra one in there, huh? All well, right.
0: one of them was super quick. Our first caller tonight was super quick. That's true. So if you're in the uh, the queue right now, if you're on hold, I'm talking to you. You're, you're the 918, the 716, 731, and the 803. You're all good to go. So now we start. With the so we nine. take down that
1: call-in number. Let's take that down so people. That's right. Yeah, I see people in chat trying to call in.
0: That's a good call, uh, Director Ben. Let's remove that uh, that number from the screen because we are now talking to the nine one eight. Who is this caller on the War Chant Game Day Post Game Show? Welcome, caller.
4: It's Barry King from Oklahoma, and I've been a Florida State fan since nineteen seventy. And I just, I just hate the way that we got screwed this year. I mean, we've been through some bad times and years before, but, but this this year was outdid it all. But I know they'll get better as years come, and I hope the the young ones that went through this this year does, you know, look at it, just let it go, cause they don't don't leave the place, just get stronger. That's what I hope for. Hope you all have a happy new year.
0: Thank you very much. Thank
1: you. Happy new year to you, Barry. Yeah. Mr. King from
0: Oklahoma. Thanks for calling. I hope we hear from you uh, next year on the postgame game show and a happy new year. Yeah. Barry, Barry's
1: right though, man. It's just, this is, I mean, Florida state got the shaft. I, I, I think in college football history, I don't think there's a program in a, a situation like this that got screwed over as bad as FSU did. You know, uh, it, it sucks to be on the end of it. Unfortunately, all of us are median fans alike. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just you got to adapt and roll. As Barry said, you got to get stronger and look ahead to next season and just go out and prove them wrong again.
0: Yeah, Gina, I said this to to my wife over the last few weeks is is like, you know, even if and we love to hate on officials here on the War Chant Game Day postgame show. But if it was something like a blown call. Akin to the Saints and Rams NFC Championship from about five years ago. Remember that? Like, if it was something yeah. like that, somehow I feel like that would be easier to wrap your mind around and get past than this, which is a withholding of an opportunity that was earned. Like that is where the, the it, these players they're never going to forget that. I mean, I know we as a fan base won't, but they're the ones that put in all the work, and they're the ones that believe that if they went thirteen and zero, they'd be playing on Monday. And they'd be playing in either Pasadena mm-hmm. or New Orleans, and and there was a barrier put between them and what was rightfully theirs. That's just so different than like even an official blowing a call, Gene, because that's in a in a sad way that's part of the game. This is not part of the game. What happens to them? Yeah, you
1: know? yeah. I've had that discussion with a couple people. We mentioned that, like, what if you would have not gotten in because somebody hit a well? Let's say Alabama. You you know you hit like a hail mary type play at the end of the game. You lose on that, or you lose like you said on a really bad call. We know that to me, that's a that's an unlucky break or a fluke. Yeah, and we see those things. We anybody's been around sports, it doesn't matter what sports you're in. These things happen on rare occasions. These crazy flukes or these bad calls that cost you game. To me, this seemed dirty. It it looked like it was conspired behind closed doors. There was no transparency. There was collusion with ESPN. We all know that that played, you know, how much of a role we'll maybe probably never know. But we know it was influenced by factors that had nothing to do with it on the field. That's what really irks you because it feels like you got not just you had a bad call or a fluky thing happened. You feel like you got literally screwed over and it was unfair, if not downright almost illegal, what happened to Florida State. So that's what makes it so hard to stomach.
0: Agreed. Agreed. It's just it's so out of the realm of the game so to speak, yeah. Uh, that that um, it's foreign, so it's tough to put away. But, Barry, thank you very much for the call. To our uh, third-to-last caller of 2023, the year is almost over. Wow. unbelievable. Where does the time go? To the 716, you're on the air on the War Chant Game Day postgame call show. Who are we speaking with?
5: Lonnie Wilson.
0: How you guys doing tonight?
5: Lottie, hey, Lonnie, how, how are you? Very nice to be speaking to you. Yeah, I'm way up. Now. I want to say upstate New York, but it's more like western New York. Okay. Like fifteen minutes from Canada. <clears throat> oh wow. Anyways, um i I've been a Florida State fan since eighty six. And you know, as I as I watched this game, I gotta admit I felt very sad. Like I was watching the end of a very sad movie. You know, it started off great and then it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And worse. And, but I'm not mad, I'm not angry, I'm not upset, you know. But I have to admit that there is a, a part of me that feels, I don't know, maybe not. I don't want to say angry, but disappointed in the guys that did opt out. I mean, I understand why they did it, but is there a part of you guys that feel empty, like maybe these guys should have played? You know, I mean, all the guys from Georgia. You know, the guys that maybe going to the next level. Where they all played because this game really felt like it meant something to them. And then I get it that these guys did that last year. They came back mm-hmm. to play for a championship. They didn't come back to play for an Orange Bowl. And I get it, but there's still always going to be a part of me that's going to feel, you know, I don't want to say bitter against the guys that opted out. But I feel like they just left the teammates, left the coach, the university, the fans, you know, it's only one more game. I get an injury and all of that, you know, and Novell, they always speak of the brotherhood and how these guys are, you know, they love each other and you hear all of that stuff all year long and you get to the end of the the end of the year, the last game, and then all these guys. That says how much they love their team and their university and they coach, but they opt out, and I do understand why they did it, but there's always gonna be a part of me that feel like that they let their team down. They, you know I wonder how you guys feel about that
0: well, Lonnie, I think that's a it's a great call, and uh happy new Year to you and we hope to hear from you uh from western New York at the border uh border of Canada next year here on the uh, on the show. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong to feel that way. Uh, Gene, no. you know, like I, I understand 100% why most of these guys decided to opt out. I think there were some that are, they might've been able to able to better their stock for the next level. If they played this game and they played well, but I don't think Lonnie is wrong to feel that way. What do you think?
1: Oh no, absolutely. I, I can see why the fans see that. And I mean, there's some disappointed by me, you know, I keep hearing opt out after opt out. Like, You could have gone in this and made this a competitive game and finished out and gone out with some, you know, some pride and done this right. But I think it's hard to explain this because I think what happened to Florida State is unprecedented. I mean, to be in that room to see what happened when they got the playoff ripped away from them because of corruption, uh, which we all know took place. I mean, put yourself in the place of a 19, 20, 20 year old kid in that circumstances who had fought through. All of that to have happened to them, so yes, I'm disappointed, yes, in a vacuum, you should they should put that aside, they should follow up what they've said all along about being a teammate, you know, fighting for this team, you know, finish for thirteen, all the other things they were saying there. And I think they meant all that stuff, they wanna do that, but I think what happened to them was just ripping their souls out the way that season ended. That I get it. I get why they opted out. I get that. I get the disappointment in them too. But I also get why they did it. I'm not going to hold it against the only problem I have is some of it is the timing. You know, I don't know what you heard, Tom. I heard Tate Rodemaker. It did. It's not like I think when we learned about it is about when the coaches learned about it. It wasn't mm-hmm. that much different yeah. from that. So yeah. that's not right. Um, look, I get things happen and you had to do what's best for you. I understand that, but that when you're starting quarterback and now you put a true freshman less than a week to prepare for the Georgia Bulldogs and then these other players, these last couple minute opt outs, I have a little bit of a problem with that. But again, at the end of the day, I get it. I can't put, I I can put myself in a position a little bit because how pissed off I, I was like a lot of fans. I wanted them to just say, screw the game and be out of it, which is a wrong attitude to have. That's not what Mike Norvell sells to his players but so my point is you can't put yourself in a position how screwed over these poor kids got by what that committee and what ESPN did to them. So disappointed, yeah. yes, but also I understand.
0: Yeah, to me I think however you want to internalize what happened, it's it's all good by me. I don't think there's a wrong answer here because it is unprecedented. Nobody knows how to handle and deal with this, no. this hasn't happened to anybody before. And for most of these kids that opted out, they've got a payday coming to them, and what they were just told is that the games they played after Jordan got hurt don't matter. Mm-hmm. And so now there's another game that really, really doesn't matter, and we're supposed to demand that they participate in that game. Like, I don't know. You you taught them a lesson.
1: The system that screwed them over is telling them, yeah, oh right. no, but keep right. going, keep going.
0: The committee. For the nothing. Com- well, the committee taught them a lesson that I think they followed. which who's going to blame them for that in that situation, especially when if you're in a situation like Jared verse and you could have a situation that, that we've seen it a lot, Gene and bowl games, where guys who are ticketed to be top 15, top 20 picks, Go down, and even if it's not a season-ending injury, it's enough to knock them down around because the medicals come back at the combine and they're questionable. I just, yeah,
1: you got combines, you got workouts coming up in a couple right. months. I mean, yep. you got to be at full health for those things, and that's huge. You're talking millions of dollars for these kids.
0: There are times when I think there's a right answer and a wrong answer, Gene. In this case, I I blame nobody. Lonnie, Lonnie's
1: yeah. right to be disappointed, but yep. we're also, you yep. need to also understand, and you can't put yourself in their position and, you know, yep. give them that they fought. For this team, like no one else has fought for thirteen games, so you got to give them the benefit of the doubt.
0: But I think there's no doubt, Gene, that of the guys that were on the field today, a lot of them were brokenhearted as they played. They just yeah, didn't have and they to did. It.
1: They didn't even the ones out there. I think where, you know, like yeah. you said, you know, when you have uh, Bethune opt out at the last minute, there's one starting linebacker out there. How's he feel when the guys he's played with all year, bolted? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Kim, thank you very much for the contribution. Here's to 2024 and another great year. We love you, boys. Thank you very much, Kim. Happy New Year to you and your wife. Hope everybody's doing well on that side of the things. 2024 is going to be a fascinating year to document on TV and WarChant.com. And it's going to start actually before the ball drops here across the water from me in New York City. Uh, can you I- see
1: downtown from there? I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be taking in uh, Times Square from your uh, backyard there?
0: Uh, So the thing I check these days now, Gene, is the visibility forecast on my phone. Ah. And it looks to be that the visibility is good. It's got to be at about six miles, but there's just water and then Brooklyn and then the city. So nice. it will be fireworks. Hopefully it's fireworks. Let's, let's let's
1: stream that at midnight tomorrow. Tom, we'll stream out the ball drop and get the uh, get the telephoto lens out there.
0: <laughs> Only if you allow me to hit mute. I'm not What is said on New Year's Eve. It's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Um, Soby, thank you very much. I hear what you're saying, but we should opt it out. I mean, again, uh, there's a lot of ways to react to this, and I don't think anybody's yeah. wrong. BF Knowles, happy holidays, fellas. Thanks for all the time and coverage. Well, first of all, happy holidays to you, BF. No question. Just wanted to highlight Kalen DeLoach for his commitment to the program. He's an all-time Knoll in my mind. Go Knolls! He did suit up and play today. He's one of those that his his heart wasn't in it, but he mm-hmm. did it, and he and he put on the pads one more time, Gene. And if there is a play of the season, I think it has to be Kalen DeLoach's hit Clemson. in Clemson yeah. that changed the fate of that game in about the span of twenty seconds of real time. What a what a way! For Kalen DeLoach to go into the annals of, of Florida State history, I know there were games after that, but that's his moment, and he has a signature moment in the history of this football program.
1: He sure does, man. I'm still, I just get goosebumps thinking of that play yep. and what that did in that game. I mean, there's just there's so many when you look at just not one game to change a game, but to change a season for one play. I mean, I, I think a 93 and Warwick Dunn getting that from Charlie Ward, getting that getting that long touchdown, and just certain plays like that that. You know, you go back and you look that 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 made a season. That one play turned everything around, and so that you're right. That'll forever be remembered, and hopefully, in the big the big screen when they're doing the highlights of FSU, that's always one of the ones they show up there.
0: Thank you again, BF Knows. Hunter says, "Can't believe the IQ level of some of the haters. Kids opted out because they were told their season doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. All the comparisons to past year's bowl games aren't relevant. Yeah, yeah, agreed, Hunter. Hunter, that's that's perfect. my personal." Yep. Personal opinion, but you know, you can have other ones and it's okay. Clinton says, Do the opt outs and transfers point to an issue with coach in the locker room? Uh personal opinion here is no. Um, I think in some situations kids have already regretted that they've left the situation they had at Florida State for more reasons than one. Um, I would also say though, Clinton, to be fair, and Gene, let's see if you agree with this, it just speaks to the mercenaryism that is college football now, college athletics. I think that's part of it. it yeah. you know, some of it, like it started with McCaffrey, I think, um, and maybe Fournette that opted out, and it was like this new but thing. Were they
1: the first opt outs ever?
0: I, I feel like they were. And it, I think mm-hmm. it, it happened just after, was it Jalen Smith from Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl? Somebody for Notre Dame who was going to be a top mm-hmm. 10 pick blew out his knee in the Fiesta Bowl, and it was not a playoff game. And I think that was one of the more recent examples that those guys are I'm not that's not happening to me. Um, but I, I think the culture of college athletics is about going and getting paid more than ever before, Gene. And that's just yeah. like it or not. We're, that's we're seeing art. a
1: change before our eyes. I mean, every, it's, it's constantly changing. I mean, now the fact that at least temporarily, the two, the, the one transfer rule is out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, the way things are set up. I mean, it could get even crazier, which I thought was impossible guys to transfer you for the spring could transfer out after the spring uh, at this point. I mean, it, it could be never ending, but you no, know, I think Clinton, to your point, I don't think it is because we saw an unbelievable issue with the coaches in the locker room all season long. So, yep. again, I'll go back to what I said. What happened with ESPN, the committee was unprecedented, and these guys reacted the way they did. I don't think you can take them and go, well, that means there's a problem in the locker room or the coaches. Yep. It, it's just an unbelievable hand these guys were dealt. And, you know, you could say, sure, some of them maybe shouldn't have just jumped the gun. They should have gotten over the hurt and the disappointment and stuck with her team. I get it. I, I understand that perspective as well, but at the end of the day, it is what it is.
0: Seth, to be fair to Fisk, Farmer, Bethune, pretty sure they were all injury calls and not opt-outs. Yeah. There are different reasons for guys not playing in this game. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So but I Seth, mean,
1: again, it goes back to in a game like this is a game. If this was a playoff game, do those guys play, mm-hmm. you know, yep. probably. I mean, how many games we've we seen guys, Maury Smith and other people battle through, uh, yep times when they were not they probably wouldn't even be playing but they went out there for the team again it goes back to the they were told these games are meaningless and this game is even more meaningless so if you're banged up you're getting ready to start going doing a combine why are you gonna go out and aggravate yourself for this game
0: so the 2400 plus that are watching right now thank you for being here happy new Year to all of you we hope that your holidays have been safe so far and they continue to be over the next couple of nights be safe out there hit the like button underneath this video for what is to come for Florida State and what was yes. a 13-0 season. Hit the like button for that reason. Head over to Warchant.com. Sign up today because the transfer portal news is now going to be coming in fast over the next week to 10 days. The reshaping of this roster is going to be on the fly. Uh, Gene, I, I would assume <sighs> in excess of six dudes before it's all said and done, maybe closer to 10. Uh, and I'm talking about incoming. Outgoing, there's going to be quite a few, but incoming, I'm, I'm thinking – yeah, it that might number continue. that's
1: that's interesting. That number continues to grow. I think we thought it yeah. might not be that many, but yeah, I think you're getting closer to that ten number now. Yep. Um, as these uh, as these opt outs happen, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Like you said, I guess that's one of the intrigues. It makes the off season a lot more. It used to be, yeah, hey, you got spring practice. It'll be interesting. A couple position battles to follow. Now, man, your season could be made or broke. But between what happens between January and May, and mm-hmm. uh, between all the the transfer between the two transfer portal windows. And who comes in and who goes out of your roster. So, yeah, absolutely fascinating. And I know we do. Michael and Matt Lasser do a great job tracking a lot of that stuff for us at Warchant.com. So, keep up with that. Who knows, the next day or two, we may have an announcement of a future quarterback for Florida State. So, stay tuned to that. So, we'll have that news for you as well on Warchant.com.
0: That's what we have for you. It's absolutely free. Always here on WarChan TV. So hit the subscribe button underneath this video. All right. Uh, call screener Terry has made it back to call screening headquarters. I've got three <laughs> names. Better kind of late
1: than never for Terry.
0: I've got three names that are in the queue. If you're Chris, Ted, and Bill, you're good to go. These are the final three callers, Terry. These are the absolute final three callers of the calendar year. 2023. Mostly good. Just ended on a sour note. We now go to Chris in Mississippi. Chris in Mississippi. Thank you for calling the post game show. Go ahead.
5: Hey, thank y'all for uh, taking my call. I uh, I just wanted to express how much and how proud I am of this football team and the heart they've shown. I hurt for them, but I'm so proud from where they've come to what Coach Harrell's got us: Jordan Travis, Jared Burst, Akeem Dan. Uh, the list goes on and on of the heart and the and how much joy uh, uh that brought, uh, you know, Seminole nation and, and you just see how much they enjoy playing together and just thank you for the season they gave us and God bless them. And, uh, the future is right. I think Glen is going to be continue to get better and, uh, the future right for FSU. Thank you again. And go know.
0: Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate it. Chris positivity in that call we wish you a happy new year and uh yeah gene that 2024 is about to be impacted heavily by what happens in this next week and then what happens in spring ball uh, post spring there's going to be another window for transfers to make decisions but i mean when you talk about this upcoming roster gene it's very different than last year's equation which is how many of these good players can you keep that was last year this yeah. year is how many good veteran players can you bring in to put florida state back in the conversation for an ACC championship. And right now, they don't have enough dudes to be a favorite, a betting favorite to win the conference. No. They need a lot of help. They need a lot of work.
1: But you don't know what the roster is going to be like. This this is not yeah. – I mean, it's not the same sport it was four or five years ago. I mean, it's completely different. I mean, like I said, your team is – I get you had the recruiting class, and that's nice or not, whatever you want to do it. But that's not going to really impact that much what happens this season what happens in the upcoming season is going to be largely dictated by that transfer portal and who wow. comes in. And we, we saw it. I mean, where was, where would this team be without Jared verse and Keon Coleman this last year? I mean, you probably lose a couple games without two guys. I mean, just right there make a huge difference. So what if you get, you know, what if you get those guys this year, but what if, and it, but if you don't, maybe you're a seven, eight win team. But if you do, maybe you're right back being undefeated or playing for an ACC championship. Yeah,
0: exactly. Gene. It's, and this is, I'm not a guy who likes to traffic in uh clickbaity hyperbole so when i say this i mean it this is the most potentially chaotic couple of weeks in the history of the transfer portal which is already the thing that's kind of chaos ridden anyway gene because the ncaa ruled that multi-time transfers are a go Yeah. so it's not just the portal that's the pool of talent for incoming and outgoing every single roster essentially right now every player yeah. on every roster in college football is available and that's absurd and I know that the collectives and and the football programs and the coaches, not just in Tallahassee, but everywhere, are tearing their hair out. Because oh, they gotta it, be, and it, they
1: have to be terrified that every yeah. single member of their roster, doesn't matter if he just transferred in, could turn around and walk out that door. Um, but it also makes exciting for you. Come on down, Castellanos. Can he, I mean, why is he at Boston College? I'm sure he could fit in nice to Mark Norvell's offense, right, if Cam does come down here, right?
0: Uh, he could maybe there's another power five quarterback out there, Gene, that's oh, at yeah. a different program that is not in the port. Like, you have to start thinking this way because the NCAA has lost its mind and the sport has lost its mind. So, uh, when I say it's chaotic, I'm this potentially everybody on Florida State's roster is fair game to go elsewhere, everybody on another roster is fair game to come in here. That's not overstating the situation, that's what the NCAA ruled. Yeah over the holidays, so buckle up. Well, I think up. It, was a,
1: it was a court ruling. I think it was a federal court ruling, Tom, that yeah. came down on that. So, yeah, they, the NCAA didn't have a choice. That's that's what it is right now.
0: Correct. That's true. That is true. The The, the courts put them in the position, but they're not fighting it. They're like, sure, okay, fine. Well, yeah, Chaos. the NCAA
1: screwed this thing up in the beginning by yep. the way they handled NIL, and now, unfortunately, because they screwed up, we're in this position right now.
0: Yep. So we'll see what happens, but we'll document it for you. We go to South Carolina now for our penultimate caller of the year. It is Ted in South Carolina Ted welcome to the program.
4: Hey guys good evening. thank you so much for taking my call uh, and happy New year uh, Gene, to you guys man I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been devastated since uh I was sitting there in my living room me and my wife were sitting in the living room. when Alabama's name popped up on the screen man it's like it's like you know my dog or something died. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've been devastated, and I'm boycotting ESPN, F-ESPN. I have not watched anything ESPN. Gene, I know you own War Chant stuff, man. I hope you guys don't do anything with Herb Street, any of these people. Stay the hell away from those people. I know you guys got to be professional, but what happened to our players was totally wrong what mm-hmm. happened to those guys we were robbed you we, I mean, look look you know I've been I've been an FSU fan since 84. okay I've been through a lot I've been through the tough losses the wide rights to Miami and all that stuff that happens on the field that's okay but when when you steal from me and when you steal from Florida State I mean this this shit was Stolen from us, man. And so I can't blame the players who opted out because they were told that you don't, you know, your hard work and everything don't mean anything. And, you know, I, I heard today, I didn't see it, but I heard today, looking on War Chant today, that Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreet and these guys still poking a bear and making, saying silly shit like, oh, if you run the ball and play defense, well, you know, maybe if we had had our whole team, if, if you had given us a chance to. Uh, run the ball and play defense. And uh, the young man, I I hope the young man, uh, Tate, can sleep well tonight. I really do. I hope he can sleep well tonight. If he was there, maybe we could have ran the ball and played defense like I said before. But I'm telling you, man, I'm devastated. Man, I'm I'm mad about this shit, and I'm just really, really devastated. But I want to tell No Nation to stay behind Coach Norville. Don't turn on the coach. Don't turn on the staff because of this one game. I don't give a shit what nobody say. FSU is 13-0. We are the national champions of the college football world. In my mind, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the hell Alabama does. I don't care how the, 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 the four teams plan. And no, I'm not going to watch anything ESPN, I swear to God, I'm not watching nothing college football, ESPN, no, no SEC games or anything, and I'll be glad when we can finally break free of the ACC. Maybe go into the Big Ten and start getting paid like we like we're supposed to get paid. I, I appreciate everything you guys have done. I don't want to be sound bitter, but there are a lot of bitter, really, really hurt FSU fans, man. Because you know, uh, before the season, I broke my foot right before the season and my wife and my kids, man, we've been, they've been pushing me around a wheelchair. Uh, You you know, we went to LSU game. We went to the Miami game. We went to the Clemson game. We went to several games. I busted my ass out there cheering these guys on and for ESPN and that committee to do what they did to my boys. And and this team can never be a symbol again. It's not like it's pro football where they can all come back and, and try to win this game. It's a damn shame, and it's a sham. But I just want people – I don't want people to turn on Norval because of the opting out uh, and, and, and all this stuff. He did what he was supposed to do, and I want to remind our fan base that. Mike Norval did what he was supposed to do. He coached this team, the 13-0. and 0. He did what he was supposed to do, and he was denied an opportunity because those pricks up there at ESPN – and Dick and Saban's got eight national titles now, whatever. They lost the game. They put two teams ahead of us. So we were robbed. But I want to say I love War Chant. I've been on War Chant for 30 years. I ain't going away. But, hey, I'm devastated. But in my mind, we're the national champions. You guys have an incredible new year with your families.
0: Thank you very much, Ted. Happy love new year. the passion as well. Uh, I mean, you're right. Yeah, happy New big. Year, Ted. You're right to feel bitter. People think that bitter is uh, something that nobody should ever feel. I mean, I will always be bitter about what happened four weeks ago. Always, Gene. I mean, it it is ridiculous. And I won't go as far as Ted will to claim Florida State as the national champion, but I'll I'll say that they could have. They could have won. And whoever ends up at the final podium a couple Mondays from now hoisting a trophy, I don't recognize them as having played through the tournament that they should have had to play through.
1: No, it's just, it's, as it's McCullough funny. said, President McCullough, it was the ESPN Invitational. This isn't yeah. the college football uh, playoff. He stole it, that
0: from the JCS, by the way. So thank oh, you did he? Me. Okay, you I don't do know. It, oh, yeah. Well,
1: there you go. Yeah, take your props. You deserve it. But here's <laughs> the thing I love about with Ted. Ted had the passion about this, and he's openly bitter about it. And I'm okay with that. You should be. Because I, I think it was fine, Bob. This was a couple weeks after the committee wow. uh, thing happened. and Well, I know. But he was saying, well, Florida Saints need to get over it and move on. No. Opposite of that. I think Herb Street said something similar. No. Keep the passion. Keep being mad at ESPN. Don't never let them forget what they pulled on you. Never let. And I'm, we're going to let them remember in Ireland if they yeah. actually set up for that thing. If they set up, they have the balls to set up and have ninety percent FSU fans behind them. Kirk, good luck. Good luck, buddy. Uh, you're going to see how much passion and how FSU fans forgot about what you did to them. Um, so no, I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't. I'm the same way, Tom. Like Ted, I have not watched a college football game. I'm not watching. I'm definitely not watching in the playoffs. It's, it was over. When that committee screwed FSU over, I have not watched. I had to watch this game. I wish I wouldn't have. Uh, but other than this game, I have not watched anything. And I'm canceling as soon as uh, New Year gets over, my ESPN Plus subscription. I'm getting rid of that. But, you know, do what you do. But I have absolutely no problems with FSU fans that want to hold on to that grudge and write and it as long as they want. Until yeah. FSU's in the Big Ten, and then you can screw ESPN and SEC another way.
0: I could do this for five hours about Feinbaum, yeah. but but it's well, the thing I'd say is <clears throat> just remember that this offseason, when Florida State was rattling sabers before they actually brought a legal document before the ACC, which good for them. Uh, remember that Feinbaum took every single angle of the same story, which is, does Florida State fit in the SEC? Just remember that he took every angle. They're a perfect fit. There's no way they should be there. Everything Mm -hmm. in between, he's taking it. So that man is bought and paid for. We all know that. And um, I'm sure he sleeps just fine at night because he's made a lot of money off of dense people.
1: Being a sports troll. Let's call it sports troll. He's made a lot of money
0: off of dense people. That is correct. Bill in Atlanta, our final caller. Happy New Year to you, Bill. Go ahead.
2: Happy New Year, guys. I really uh, enjoy your channel. I listen to it all the time. Um, so yeah, I got a rant too. I, I concur with the other caller. I, I'm, I'm real. I, I've been a, I've been an FSU fan since the days of Peter Tom Willis in the late eighties. And this is by far and a way, the most disappointed I've ever been, including the wide rights and the wide left, because we got screwed. And in addition to that, and I've been, I've been calling for this for two weeks now. That I did not think once all of our players started dropping likewise, we shouldn't have played. We should not have played this game. We should have showed up, shook hands with Georgia, sang the national anthem, and walk off the field. Screw ESPN, screw your advertising money, and tell them to go to hell. We knew this was going to be a blowout. There's no way we were going to beat Georgia or even be competitive. And don't get me wrong, I love our guys. But so we we had true freshmen out on the field going up against the former national champions. Um, this was an embarrassment to us today. As much as I love our guys, and 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 to solve the issue with players deciding not to play, what they should do is sign an agreement or take a vote, a team vote. Either the entire team plays in the Orange Bowl or no one plays, and put it back on the players, not the coaches. And have those players that don't want to play look their teammates in the eye and say, listen, my future is more important than yours. I'm not going to play, so we're not going to play the Orange Bowl. This whole thing is bullshit. It's absolute bullshit when you've got – when they have 22 players that decided not to play. And I can guarantee you, if Jordan Travis could have played, he would have played, even if he would have been a drafted player. You can look in his eyes and know that he is committed and loves Florida State. The other players were just using it as a platform to the NFL. We need to go back. Listen, I love Norvell, but when you listen to the announcers today and they talk about the Georgia players that decided to play, what was it about? They loved each other. Do our players not love each other, or are they selfish? Norvell needs to change that locker room and bring people in that are not only talented, that are in for the commitment of the team,
0: not the I. Well, hang on. So, Bill, hang on a minute. I want you to answer this question for me. Because a lot of these players that opted out this year opted in last year to play in the game against Oklahoma, number one. And then number two, my second question to you would be, you were calling for us to not play the game in the first place, I believe, right? So, which is it? We shouldn't have played the game, or the players are at fault for not wanting to play the game? Go ahead.
2: All willing to play, they should definitely play in the Orange Bowl. But if the if they were going to have twenty two people drop out, then don't play it. Mm-hmm. It's a no win situation because yeah. you have twenty two players that decide not to play. You know, going into the game, there is no chance you're you're even going to be competitive. Yeah. And I knew that before. I didn't know it was going to be sixty three to three, but I knew I knew we weren't going to be within four touchdowns of this game. So, it, so it's an embarrassment to the players that have to go out there and play today because they, there was no way they could, fizz up, they could line up physically against that Georgia team. It was impossible. But I've also made the comment, because I see all these trolls on Facebook and all over that are saying that we never deserve, because of this blowout today, to be in the Final Four. And I have to say to them, if you're Texas, Michigan, or Alabama – and you play your second and third straight against Georgia, the same result will happen to you.
0: Well, yeah. But that, my fair. point is this. But I, pre- I appreciate the call, Bill, and, and happy New Year to you. And uh, we appreciate the passion and that you're uh, obviously supportive of what we do here at warchan A troll is existing just for you to pay attention to it. So don't. And then also... I, I can't be mad at any of these players. Like everybody's right to feel the way they want to feel. This is an unprecedented situation, Gene. But if you've got the energy that we should opt out, yet you're mad at the players who opted out, I, I, I don't, that doesn't. I,
1: but I, I get, but here's the thing. And I get, I basically understand where Bill's coming from on this. But when you go from, and this is a new paradigm, and we've never seen anything like this before. Well, what happened to Florida State and then being relegated to playing in an orange bowl? when you're told your season, your last couple of games, your season were, was irrelevant, it didn't matter. And then is guys, they have to process this. I mean, this has never happened before. they got to process this. A lot opted out early, a lot opted out late. In hindsight, had you known 22 guys were going to opt out, I think I counted 22 were out between, trans, 29 were out between transfers and injuries and opt-outs. Um, on the whole, maybe if you knew that in the beginning, back, the first week after you got screwed by the committee, maybe at that point, you go, we can't field a viable team against Georgia. Then maybe we, we will we'll take a vote. Look, we've only got this many guys playing. You guys want to play. And again, I agree. It's got to be up to the players to make that decision. Here's what we have left on the team. Right. Do you want to play or not? That I get, but you didn't, this thing was so weird and so unprecedented that they kept falling off one by one. And you, you can't go a week before the game, contracts are signed, travel stuff's done. You can't go throw up arms. Well, we can't field a viable team, so we're just going to not, we're going to go out and shake hands and walk away. You can't, I get it. I understand the uh, frustration, how you would love to do that, but it's just not, it, it can't happen.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying in the fictional scenario that, that he creates in which they're left to vote together as a team. Like that would create somehow some pressure for Jared Verse to say other like. Well, it's not I mean, fair to like, force
1: Jared Verse to come back. He shouldn't. I mean, you, right. every team. I mean, Brock Bowers didn't play in the game. Yeah. So so Georgia voted and said, well, if you're not going to play in the game, we're not going to play. Right. I mean, that's um, that's an extreme example. But my point is, this is weird having this many guys fall out. I don't know what the solution is, but this kind of stuff's going to happen more and more with these non-playoff bowls with massive guys falling out, falling from the wayside.
0: I I guess what I learned is Brock Bowers doesn't care about Georgia football today. No. So Georgia shouldn't have played the game. (laughs) Right? I don't don't know. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Justin, did we, did we say thank you to you? I don't know that we did yet. Amazing season. I know we had a lot of talk of a boycott. In my opinion, that is what we did. The country can laugh, but we just cashed a check for fielding backups. Uh, Happy new year fellas. Well, that's another opinion. Um, it's somewhere in the middle, I think, is between you know, the caller and, and Justin's take. I think somewhere in the middle is the truth, and that's that's the hard part. It's unprecedented. We're we're go- we're trailblazers here at Warchan TV, <laughs> covering uh, a team that's been through this. Waylon, we have holes to fill, but we are still ACC champs. That is well, and thirteen and zero. That team, the season ended four weeks ago. You're
1: 2023 team, undefeated ACC champs.
0: The games ended today. The season ended four weeks ago. And that's the truth of it. Z-Chan, thank you very much again. Since I didn't call in, what's your way too early 2024 win-loss projection? Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. I'm going to say – What part oh, of that
1: is correct? The way too early, Z-Chan. I mean, you want to talk – about You don't even know what the <laughs> roster is going to be.
0: I think right now they're an eight-win football team that needs help. And every, <laughs> okay. Very, well, it's every player – If they bring in a quarterback, now you're trending towards nine. You get the edge rusher from Purdue. Now you're tracking nine and a half, ten. You got, right a, now, you got a
1: rando Keon Coleman coming in the late window, okay. and then you're okay. then you're competing for 11 ACC champs again.
0: Yep. Steve, thank you. And thank you, Z-Chan, as always, man. Happy New Year to you. steve all right? I was told by Georgia fans' boosters today that Georgia players were paid not to opt out. They hinted that ESPN was involved in pushing <sighs> for that. thoughts. I don't buy it. Thank you, Steve. I, I Were there that.
1: some incentives in their NIL deals to play in the bowl game? Yeah, absolutely. Possibly. So, Does ESPN have a hand in that? I really, really doubt. Bristol- I'd like to think there was some kind of conspiracy, but I
0: doubt that. Bristol Connecticut's going to cut them a check to beat us. No, no, sorry. Uh, I, they're despicable in and, and a lot of different places in that building, but that's too far for me. B, BF Knowles, I think tonight can be summed up by something Jeff says. Wins and losses happen for a reason. The results elicit emotions. It is what it is. I, I agree with that. This didn't. This didn't trigger an emotion for me, Gene. I think this is what we kind of expected it would be. Unfortunate as it is. and Disgust? Is that an emotion? Yeah. I mean, but didn't you feel that before the game kicked off? I, w- I was
1: disgust having to watch it. I was just sickening. Like, all I want to do is turn the damn TV off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that is uh, what we are about to do here at War Chained TV's <laughs> operation. <laughs> Good Remember, segue, Tom. Thank you very much. That's why I paid the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more content coming to War Chan TV. Uh, there's uh, press conferences, reactions. But then also, I think this is what everybody is going to be tuning in for on the channel in the days to come. we got Transfer Portal news. We just don't know what it is yet. But this market is not done getting crazier and crazier. Gene, I know that uh, you'll be uh, out at the beach for a well-deserved New Year's vacation here in a few days. Uh, but check your phone every once in a while because you never know. There might be a good player that left. There might be a great player that comes in. It's going to be wild. Oh, I'll here. be
1: there. Yeah. Get you get on the war Chan app, get the war Chan newsletter, subscribe and get those updates. Cause yeah, it's going to get wild and woolly here over the next, just not this next few days, probably for the next couple months. It's going to be crazy.
0: We just want to take this moment before we sign off. And uh, we're, you know, what is this now? 23 and change hours. Sorry. Uh, nope, bad math on my part. Uh, 26 and change hours from new year's, uh, the new year 2024 beginning here, which is just kind of wild. Uh, to say, uh, but we want to thank you all out there that have been a part of the postgame show that have been a part of all of War Chant's football season coverage. This really, folks, I know that the end of the ride stunk. This has been an awesome year. This has been thrilling from the LSU victory to start the season where we were, Gene, in a bar full of ridiculously inebriated mm-hmm. oh, folks yeah, I remember that. who were enjoying themselves. We had a crowd control issue during that postgame show. <laughs> Uh, to beating the rivals, to the overtime win over Clemson and the ACC championship. I had a full bottle of champagne on the air during the ACC championship. Get your revenge before. on
1: Snuggy Hill.
0: Uh, Gene, it's been uh, like, I get it. It's a thud is is how it ends. But this has been an unforgettable season. And it's because of you that we're able to do all of this. So to all of you out there that have either contributed and that's wonderful. And thank you for giving us donations in the tip jar, but have just continued the conversation. It's because of you we're here. And uh, it's because of you that Gene Williams is allowed to amass the best staff there is uh, covering uh, Florida state athletics. So thank you all very much out there. I know Gene echoes that sentiment.
1: 100%. And happy new year to everyone. It's been a, it's been a wild ride. We've enjoyed it. Uh, As some of you know, if you're on social media, Shannon Terry who owns on three has put out the you know, we, couple kudos for Warchant. We're the number one site in the network by far. I think we've got, as far as independent college team channels, I think this might be the biggest YouTube channel. We've got a huge podcast following, and it's all because of the passion. We heard the passion the fans calling in, Tom. We see it during our chat. We see it on the Warchant message boards. We won the unofficial Warchant. I don't know if you saw that message board award the top message board, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, it's, it, it, but it's all because of you guys, because of the fantastic passion among Seminole nation and we can't thank you enough. And I uh, can't wait for, to see what's in store for 2024, Tom, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: It will be two more people to thank that crawled into the, uh, yuck mouth once again, yeah, under the, under the wire, a uh, great season, Tom and Gene. Thank you all. Look forward to portal thank coverage. Well, yeah, I, we're going to have to have uh, like a, a red alert button for everybody. Uh, Cause it's, we're not done yet being on high alert. Tyler, thank you very much. Gay to give me more love to JT13. Gotta give me more love to JT13 for being there and helping his team till the very end. Retire that man's jersey and build the statue. Well, thank you, Tyler. We appreciate the contribution. We want to offer a sincere thanks behind the scenes to Terry Clark, our uh, moderator of sorts for the phone callers all season long. Chances are, if you spoke to somebody before you came on the air, it was Terry and uh, another great season. Thank you very much, to Terry and then Ben Spicer behind the scenes is our director, director, Ben, uh, mining the chats. I'm sure that, uh, it's been an <laughs> He's interesting been month. busy. I've seen a lot of
1: ban <laughs> removed. Uh, so that's a yeah. lot of the, uh, rival fans who have been, uh, jealous of Florida state all season long have come in to troll because finally, after, like you said, 20 games, they have their chance to take a shot right. at FSU.
0: So uh, Ben's uh, clicker finger might be hurting after this one, but uh, thank you, Director Ben, and best of luck on your move to Tallahassee. Ben's going to be a local part of the uh, yes. Warchant coverage. And, of course, thank you so much to Ed and Brett Lemmicks at DeLuna Coffee for sponsoring this season. Ed, Brett, we're still going to call this an undefeated run of the Warchant Game Day postgame call-in show because this was an exhibition of the games that count were undefeated in the DeLuna era. Of the post game show. So thank you very much. And for those of you out there that want to support people who support us, delunacoffee.com. That is delunacoffee.com. Check out their great specials and holiday promotions today. Gene, thanks, man. It's been one hell of a ride this season. This has been a good year. I know today sucks, but this has been yeah, a lot of fun. 19 in a row, really. Yeah.
1: And uh, hey, everybody out there too, thanks to Tom Lang. What a great job you've done for us all season long. You, you wear a man of many hats. Uh, In addition to doing the post-game humps you do on JCS and and writing articles and doing a lot of video stuff, you and Ben working together doing a fantastic job. Thank you so much, Tom. We hate that you've moved to New York, but, you know, you're still with us. That's a wonderful thing about technology. Uh, You can still do your job and not be in Tassie, although we're going to miss having those cold ones at Corner Pocket. But still, Uh, happy holidays to you, buddy. Happy New Year. And happy New Year to Settle Nation.
0: There it is. Happy New Year to everybody. Be safe out there over the next day and a half. Uh, and uh, if you stay away from the Invitational, I don't blame you. I'm not watching it either. So nope. for the 1,500-plus that are here, hit the thumbs up on the way out. We thank you for tuning in to the War Chant Game Day postgame call-and-show. This channel doesn't shut down when the season's over. We've got a whole lot more coming to the Transfer Portal, so hit the subscribe button. Stay tuned to WarChant.com and WarChantTV. Good night, everybody. Happy New Year.